Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Skip Ashton. He is a distinguished engineer with Infineon, and he's part of the Connected Secure Systems Group. How are you, Skip? Excellent. Great, uh, great day. Glad to talk to you. Excellent and a great day. Where are you based? I'm based out of Boston. Okay. Um, I would probably make some reference to the Yankees here who just got swept, but um, let's, let's move on. I'm fine with talking about the Yankees, given what just happened. No problem. (laughs) All right. So actually we are going to talk about what just happened. And that was the, um, the announcement of the matter specification. Yeah. I assume you're up to speed and um, you know, everything that there is to know about the matter specification. Absolutely. We're very excited about the matter specification and its release. Okay. So in, in the next 30 to 60 seconds, give me 20,000 feet of um, what was that announcement? I mean, Matter uh, announced its 1.0 specification, but more importantly for the industry, Matter is not just a specification. Of course, it does what CSA does well, which is certification and a, and a test harness for all that. But this time it also has an open source component. So there's an open source SDK that is Matter that you can build devices with. And so for device makers, that means I don't have to go write all this code. I don't have to get it from my silicon provider. I can go get it out of GitHub and, uh, and play with it and use it and then decide what I want to build with it. There's a little bit of a disconnect there, for me at least, because I always find that the, the device makers would be coming to somebody like Infineon, not to the CSA to get their information. They would, at least in my opinion, they expect Infineon to be the expert. And I don't want to have to go to the CSA to get this information. I'm paying you for your chips. So you tell me what I need to know. Is, am I wrong in my thinking? Absolutely. And we're you know, integrating matter into the Modus toolbox, and they want to do that. But you know, there's different types of engineers out there, and a lot of them really want to go and play with the open source. You can put it on Raspberry Pis and other things. You can uh, download you know, Android SDKs on there. It's embedded into things like iOS. So you have a really broad reach of matter given the large ecosystem players that are involved with it. And for device makers, that's pretty important because suddenly, you know, my application that I'm used to building for my devices so I can build a better door lock or a better light bulb, I don't have to build a commissioning app. I don't have to build a controlling app because it's built into all these other ones that you already have in your house. How far does this does matter go in, into helping the, the device maker build the device? And what I mean by that, um, is, is it pretty much idiot proof where just use this and, it, and it's going to work? This is the beauty of, you know, hundreds of engineers from all of these companies building in a common SDK is you need to just use this. You can't possibly want to build it yourself. But what that really means is if you think of lighting and sending a command out to a remote you know, bulb that says dim to 50%, you know, matter is going to take care of the security processing, it's gonna take care of, you know, underneath it, it has the connectivity stacks, be it Wi-Fi or thread or ethernet. It's gonna take care of the message processing, make sure it's a well-formed message, it gets to the right destination. But when it gets all the way back up to that application level after all of that processing and checking, we don't know how you actually dim your light to 50%, right? Do you have an LED controller out there using PWM, those sorts of things. So you still need to go write code to fill in that function that we hand you a message that says this is a proper message and you need to dim to 50%. 
So you still have work to do, but it's that narrow piece of work as opposed to worrying about the security protocols, worrying about the whole you know, messaging stack and everything else. Okay, so now that you have that narrow slice that the engineer has to do, does Infineon cover even that part for them? We, we absolutely do. You, you know Infineon has broad coverage in sensors and controllers, uh, LED drivers and things like that. And so the goal for us is to integrate all of that together to make it as easy as possible for our customers, right? We're, we have a broad umbrella and we know IoT devices, you know, they take the connectivity, they take the software, but they take sensor inputs, they do actuation, and we want to provide that full solution for customers. So this seems to always come back to the same thing. How does how do the various device makers differentiate themselves if they're all coming to Infineon and ending up with the same protocols? This is uh, you know, a question in the market that each device maker has to answer themselves, right? If you look at Zigbee bulbs today, and I do because I'm an old Zigbee guy, so I still have them in my house, right? I can uh, go buy $8 bulbs and I can buy $30 bulbs from different manufacturers, right? And, and both of those manufacturers, when I talk to them, are pretty happy about how many bulbs they're selling. They own a very different place in the market, right? Some are you know, cheap and cheerful devices. Some are known for being high quality uh, devices, but the market understands that. You don't always go buy the cheapest solution in the market. Sometimes you say, no, that one looks better. It installs easier, those sorts of things. And so you, consumers buy that one and that's okay. Okay. How about for the end, end consumer? How does, how does that person win? Matter is a huge step forward, right? We all know and, and folks like you and I have lived through buying devices and struggling through installing them, right? Uh, many a time my wife has said, you're still trying to get that working? I'm like, no, no, it's going to be perfect. Don't worry. But <laughs> you're three hours into it. Matter has standardized all that commissioning process. And more importantly, the commissioning is built into devices, as I said, that you already have in your home. So, you know, iOS has it built in, you can commission there. Android's got it built in. Samsung has said they're putting it in all their TVs. LG has said the same. You know, you've got the SmartThings hub. So unbeknownst to you through a software update, you're going to have a matter commissioner already in your hands or in your house, which really makes it easier for consumers when they buy that device that it has the matter logo where they know when they bring it home, they're not downloading their eighth or ninth smart home app. They can use something they already have. You remind me of a not so funny story. I had my iPad out a few weeks ago and I was struggling mightily. And my wife says, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to get the light to turn on. And she walked over to light and turned on the light. And she said, yeah. it's on. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But that has been the point for consumers. And so, you know, Matter, you, you talked to somebody a little while ago that said Matter didn't go far enough and it's 10 years too late. Matter evolved because the market recognized, these big players recognized that the smart home, while it's been successful, and many people have sold a lot of devices, be it connected thermostats and doorbells, ultimately the smart home has not taken off. It is stalled, right? That doesn't mean we're not selling a lot of devices, but what it means is it doesn't have the 50, 60% penetration like smart speakers have. And the reason is, Homes are complicated. There's too many device makers, too many manufacturers because that's the nature of the home. And we needed a common standard and we needed the ecosystems to recognize that. And they wouldn't do it without trying it themselves first. I do appreciate the plug for a former podcast. That was uh, 
Ian Drew from Foundries.io, who uh, <laughs> um, doesn't pull any punches, and he he said that, and you know, whether I'll let the the let the community decide whether he's right or wrong, but he, yeah. he did say that it's it's ten years too late, and it did did not go far enough. But I know this is the 1.0, and I'm sure there's a 1.1 right behind it. It's a 1.1 and a 1.2. It's going to keep going, right? This is uh, the beginning of the sets of devices. There are people working on appliances and IP cameras and robot vacuum cleaners and all sorts of things because it's just going to keep going. There's so much momentum behind Matter. There's so many companies involved that are so excited about it. You know, it's uh, it's really great to see as somebody who's been involved in this for, you know, over 15 years now, we've never had test events this large. We've never had this many people involved. It's really heartening to see that. And the market, I think, is it's going to take time, like any new standard, you're going to have your hiccups out there, but it is in the right place for people to really see it and have it excel in the market. Now, the unwritten rule is that you don't design to a, a 1.0 spec, you, you wait till the dust settles. What do you say about that? I, I think that's not the case here. I think there are a lot of people, when we talk to our customers and when we see in the marketplace, there are a lot of people designing to the 1.0 spec. And, and even earlier, right? That's why the test events were so crowded uh, and we had to extend them because there were so many people involved. And you know how test events are when you get 30 engineers in a room trying to turn <laughs> that light bulb on like you were trying to do. Uh, you, you really have to go through it painstakingly and that's what we've done. And so while 1.0 is not perfect, it's ready for the market. Awesome, thank you, Skip. Great to talk to you, Rich. That was Skip Ashton. He is a distinguished engineer with Infineon in the Connected Secure Systems Group. And I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.